0: Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Welcome to Eagle Nation, guys. Uh, this week we'll discuss the embarrassing uh, defeat to Collingwood in the final siren. We'll try and go over the Eagles' fourth winner row in the waffle against Perth. And in Sound, if we get time, we'll talk about uh, our upcoming match against Melbourne, who are finally living up to the potential they showed in 2018. Uh, Like, it'd be good to meet on better um, circumstances, boys. Um, We're doing this podcast by Zoom, but, yeah, where do we start, mate? I'm just going to say it's time for effort because there was none on the weekend. We can throw any stat you like at the board, and the one stat that remained was no effort. What do you reckon? You there? Yeah, sadly. Yeah.
1: Uh yeah, it was just it was sad to see because in the game in itself, um we had it more inside fifties, we won clearances, but you hit the nail on the head the effort, and there's just not much to say of that game. We we couldn't take a contested mark to save our life. We couldn't keep lock the ball in there. So I just felt like there's no point winning the inside fifties if you can't convert that into set shots. Um and it's just one of those things where I'm more like, where are we now? Where, where do we go from here? Because we've talked about injuries, you know, you've got Kelly missed games, you've got miss missed games, you've got Shuey missed games, you've got Yo missed games. So they come back and they're not fit. But then it's over the, or all over the ground. Then you've got Gov missed games, Ryan's missed heaps, and they're still out. I'm thinking, well, we're at the crossroads right now, as far as I'm concerned. Are we... Do we look at it as, right, Right, we've got the list. Do we go for it again, one more shot next year? And if that's the case, then I would be like, all right, Oscar Allen's now getting rested because he's beaten up. He's bloody bandaged up like an Egyptian bloody mummy. You know, we all remember the Bionicle Army has it training. So he's obviously sore and it's showing in his games because he's such a talented kid, but he's not getting... The possessions is not converting in front of goal. Um, so any player that's sore, put, put them under. Because the one thing sticks out to me is every time a player has a good year, whenever they're interviewed, the first thing they say is, oh, yeah, I had a good preseason. That's what they say. I had a good preseason, so that's why I'm in good form. Well, I'll, I'll go. we yeah. don't have that.
0: Yeah, Well, I'll talk about... I was going to bring someone up about uh, training, but, Wayne, before I go on to that, give me your views, mate, because uh, we all got the $64 million question, as I say. What do we do and where do we go and why is this
2: happening? Well, for me, for me, that was the, probably the most insipid and pathetic performance I've seen in 10 years. It's even worse than the Geelong game and the, and the Bulldogs game. Um, and for me... I don't care what anyone said. There's problems at the top. There is big problems. Communication is not happening. Um, I know we all love Simpson and he's not going to get sacked because he's he just signed off in two years. But it's got to start with him. It's his game plan. He runs the football department and there, there are problems. You can see it. There's there's no communication between the assistant coaches and the players and the senior coach to me because that, to me, if you, if you can't stop if you can't sort of stop the right, at even at quarter time of the team we had, then there's problems. Players are not listening to instructions. They're not listening to the coaches. I don't know. They're doing their own thing. If they are, they need to be sacked and got, got rid of. And I don't give a damn how good if they played 250 games or bloody 50 games, get rid of them and find guys that want to actually play the game and play for the club. Because at the moment, there's too many players there that don't, but they just turn up when they want to turn up, and they think it's great. And I'll, I'll pick out one. That's Jamie Cripps. Great last week, he kicked six goals, and everyone is back to his best. But he hasn't played a good game since he. Other that was about the only good game he's played since he signed his new contract last year. You know he's sitting on five hundred thousand, four hundred thousand dollars a year doing sweet FA. It's time the players got out of their comfort zone, got off their ass, and did some hard work, and stopped making excuses and and rely just because we've had injuries. Every club's had injuries. We're not the only ones and just get on with it. We've got the potential there. If they haven't got the if they don't want to do it, get out and get someone else in that wants to do it. Yeah, look, I, I'm really I was really more
0: angry about the effort because of the milestone game that was that we played for Bunger. Now he was carried off at the end of the game and you could tell he didn't want to be. He didn't want to be carried off. Um, you know, they had to look him in the eye, and most of them on radio that have been interviewed said so they couldn't look him in the eye. She said he couldn't. Yo said he couldn't. J.K. couldn't look him in the eye because they're that embarrassed. Now, you shouldn't get to that. Now, and, Dan, you did say we've had a lot of injuries, and looking at all the injuries, they're all soft tissue injuries. So is Warren Coford doing the right job? He's been there for 50, nearly 15 years, I think. So is it time... It's time for change in a lot of areas. We a lot of people on um, social media are saying the coach has got to go. Well, that's not going to happen. So the assistant coaches. Well, all assistant coaches contracts are up in August. I don't know if all of them are, but that's when most of them are. Um, there's Warren Covid's contract get looked at. They've got to look. There's going to be some big hard decisions at the end of this year because we've got a team that's got ten All Australians on it, and on paper we're one of the best. Teams on paper, but you don't play footy on paper, you play it on a field. And when you give up efforts like that, people that are members and fans should have the right to be disgusted. Because, like you said, Wayne, I don't, I cannot think of a game where I was more disgusted. Against cats, we got smashed, against swans, we got smashed. But against Collingwood, we just showed no friggin' effort whatsoever. And in the last quarter, of the year, we won the last quarter. We're the third worst of the last quarter since 2018. But we won the last quarter. But where was that spirit in the first quarter and the second quarter? And we all saw the vision on Fox. That was damning. And Yoey got singled out, but he wasn't the only one. Um, but, you know, they've got to change it up this week. And a week's a long time in football. And I'm going to say straight out, I reckon Eagles going to beat the Demons.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny because you wouldn't want to play them after that effort because teams bounce back. We've talked about that bounce back factor a lot. But, yeah, that footage of Yo was so damning. And that's kind of what I'm getting with the injuries. I'm not talking about the players that aren't there. You know what I mean? Because, as Wayne said, everyone's got injuries. I'm talking about the players come back. Just not, they don't look fit. So, you know, when there's no effort, it just makes you look unfit. It makes it look like you're not chasing, you're not doing those one percenters. But as I said earlier, I feel like we are at the crossroads. Right, let's say, let's not attack it. I don't think we have to bottom out completely. I think we can slide, have two, three years um, just to give, gather those picks. And I'm not saying, you know, bottom four by any means, just to get these top 10 picks in. Because you look at it, but our playing list, and you said it how good we are on paper, between 25 and up to 29, you've got Jamie Cripps you've got Darling, you've got Gaff, you've got Yo, you've got Sheed, you've got Barras, you've got Kelly. So we've got that core group in their prime 25 to 29 years. Let's say we slip out of premiership contention for three years. But Just let say to. three years is all it takes. Then that's when those are the senior players and that's when they're the leaders. And yeah. then – you get the young ones, because we've already got the Ryans. Oh, I forgot Rioli in that bracket too. But you've got the Ryans, you've got the Oscar Allens, you've got the Watermans, you've got the Edwardses, you've got the Rothans, you've got the Duggins, you've got the, ne- you know, that are under that age. So as far as I'm concerned, and this is what I mean with the Crossroads comment, is right, do you now look at it like, let's, let's slide out, let's not think of, let's win a Premiership next year. Let's look at it as not a full rebuild, but a rejig. Let's try a new game plan get some fresh young blood in over two, three years, you know, from top 10 picks and then it'll be early second round picks. And let's go again because those players I listed that will be in their prime or not prime, but the senior players in three years. Well, look what Brayshaw is doing for Fremantle, you know, in three years. Look what Walsh is doing for Carlton in the three man. years, being in threes. So we're not going to get the number one picker like that. But if we can get a few of these young youths, In three years, then does our premiership window reopen? That's the decision they've got to make. Do we look to the future now or do we hang on and try and go again? Well,
0: look, so to me, and I agree with a lot of what you just said then, but you've got the bulk of a team. And the only only reason we're not in that so-called windows is our effort. If we put the effort in, the games that we've won, we've gone fast, quick, From we've gone steady out of the halfback and then fast. All the games that we've lost, we've been slow, we've been caught, gone wide, never went down the corridor. They've got the list now that can do it in the next this year and next year. Even if they, even if you retired some of the players, they've still got the list to do it next year and the year after. They've just got to put the effort in. And the game plan is so friggin' old and so it's I've been saying it probably most of this year that every team that comes up against us, especially when they're away, jack themselves in because of our game plan. And
2: that comes you down can't, to the, You can't change down. game plans. Was that why? Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. I yeah, say I you can't change game plans overnight, but you, you, I, I totally agree with you. Well, you, can, and, you can, and that's why I say it. it. comes down to the coaching group. There's,
0: there's, there's a thing in football called vision. And every time... And if you go to the ground this week... And you're going to Opposition, we're kicking out from points. I can tell you, I sit on the train station side of the ground. I can tell you, nine times out of 10, the Eagles will kick it to the right hand side of the field where the interchange is every time, nine times out of 10. They need to change it up. It's so predictable. And this is where, and I've been blasted on social media. About things when Simo come on board, he said he wanted players that played in multiple positions, so we wouldn't be predictable. And all we have been is
2: frigging predictable. Our players and we, and we kick too. Yep. Oh, sorry, we, uh, we kick too short too. We, we, we have, our kick and mark, um, game plan has been it just gets picked apart because they just set up their zones now right across the ground, and, and they don't have to. They know we're not going to run through the middle. But when we do run through the middle, we look quite good. But I, I tell you now, we'll lose by ten goals again Monday. I tell you oh, it now because Melbourne's nah. game plan is so far ahead of ours. I disagree. Are, we will get shown up big time. I reckon we're going to win. I, actually oh, reckon I we're tell you win. what. And then, I don't know where we can win it. I don't know where we then, can win it. More. And then
0: when they win, Bunga should get up and say, "Where the friggin' hell was that effort last week? They will not play that bad again. I assure you, because mm. they'll be." From what I've heard, they will not play that bad again. Um, before we get on to the waffle, because I want to get on to some good stuff, 167 marks by Collingwood and 156 of those were contested. That's the most in a game this season. That just showed you how much of training cones that Eagles were. I don't really want to talk about the game because we don't need to because everyone knows it was pretty bad. The only guy that I reckon could have held his head and it was only just was Nick Nat the rest of them I uh, did
1: I did yeah. think it was it's so hard to pick good plays in a performance like that yeah. because you touched on the mark Collingwood just made it look easy well I mean we let them make it look easy but I did think gov down back actually played well uh, yeah, but he, he gets lost when it's such a poor performance yeah. um but yeah I'm the same as you I don't really look at the game as such I look at where to now and I'm the two options I said earlier like so I don't even know which one to do I don't know which one's right. Well, um, either, one, either one's going to work, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if I'm with you or if I'm with Wayne right now if we will win in Monday because that's so how inconsistent our team has been this year. Yeah. So inconsistent. We smashed court a top 14. We smashed them. You know what I mean? We that made that look thing. easy. Yeah. You know? We beat Carlton away, who's trying to fight for finals, probably won't make it, with an undermanned side, you know? We beat yeah. the reigning premiers with an undermanned side. And then this would be the fourth insipid performance of the year. Like, what, what Eagles are going to rock up? But I honestly... Um, it was the worst I, I, I do want to see changes right now. I think Oscar Allen needs to be rested. I want to see Brander. I want to see Wivgen come in because he'll take the game on. He might turn it over. But yeah. Alistair Clarkson, a great coach, said 80-20. He's always said 80-20. If you got to take the game on with a dangerous kick, he will accept you missing the target and turning it over 20% of the time because then you can defend. But if you can make that play 80% of the time you make it, then you can damage and win. So that's right. the philosophy. Bring him in. If he can hit these kicks 80% of the time, we're laughing. Bit of, bit of um, you know, just a bit of attack from out of defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we lack that. As you said, we're too slow. So I'd like just a couple changes and we'll touch on them soon in the waffle wrap. But
0: yeah. yeah. All right. um, Today, unfortunately, the retirement of one Daniel Daniel Venables, unfortunately, hasn't been able to get back on the park since, uh, and ironically, against Melbourne uh, just under 18 months ago. Um, It's a sad story, but we wish him the best. Um, His health comes first. And um, when you're doing training every week and you're coming up with headaches, there's something going on, and with uh, the brain injuries and head contact these days, I can't take any chances. So tough decision, but you know he's a premiership player, and at least he got that flag. That was good, and you know he's. We talk about um, number uh, first round draft picks. Him and Brandon were our last two first round draft picks. So there's another one out the door. So just makes it even a little bit harder there when you're trying to bring you through. Um, what are your thoughts, boys? Quickly.
2: You know, his health's got to come first, yeah, and very sad. I mean, he had seven brain bleeds apparently on that concussion. We didn't all know. He's only said that today, so no one knew the extent. But it's obviously been bad. So, um, but very sad, and yeah, you know, I wish him well. And I, I mean, I, I think he was he was a bit maligned by a lot of people. But I, I remember I go to, uh, to watch our final game again, our finals game against Collingwood, at, um, when we won that big that big game in 2018. He played really well. and I thought he, he's come alive as a footballer. Played in the Premiership, so yeah. You know, but all the best to him, and he, I think he's made the right decision. The couple of
0: weeks, the couple of weeks before the actual concussion, he was hitting his straps. But um, the AFL had had the final decision, and they're the ones that are, you know it's a duty of care. So, Dan, I know he was a favorite, one of the favorites of
1: yours. I know you used to speak about him highly. Yeah, I love a player that'll uh, with good disposal efficiency. You know, I'm always about good kickings, good football. Um, That's just out see because he was really, really starting to perform. I think his last game before he got knocked out, he had 16 disposals and two goals. So we're playing him up forward, but he would have moved into the midfield eventually, and that's what we've been lacking this year. 16 disposals and two goals for your small forward. That's great numbers. You'd love Langdon getting that every week. You know what I mean? Um, you love Petracelli getting that week. It's a 40-goal season and it's just horrible. And I was just going to say what Wayne actually said then, the fact it came out, seven brain bleeds from that. I mean, that's just horrible. So we just wish him all the best. And mm. although it's sad to see him retire so early, it is obviously for the best. And um, we just hope him, hope he does well in the future.
0: Yep, Um, you just touched on something just saying that, uh, you know, getting two goals from a midfield... That, that's one thing where we've fallen down all year. Our midfielders haven't been kicking goals. But, you know, that's something we've got to work on. Um, Perth against, well, West Coast Eagles versus Perth at Laff Lane at uh, both the home grounds. Um, a lot of people thought Perth would do this easy, and the Eagles are ran over from 15 goals, 9 to 6 goals, 7, 43. So it was, uh, it was a pretty good win there for the Eagles. and um, um, But it was probably more, uh, I think Wiverton had 40 possessions. Brand had 34 and uh, Jackson Nelson had 24 positions and Foley had 18, but it was a couple of the uh, top-ups that were hitting the scoreboard in Busher, Garlett, and Hug. They all got four, three and two respectively. So it's good to see that they're coming on. And, um I think the way I'm hearing now is uh, it, they will continue on next year because the uh, Waffle have got to make the decision in the next two weeks if uh, West Coast get their licence renewed. And I think from what I'm hearing, it's going to go on. So I think the Eagles are probably in a good spot there. We're at the start of the year. We were wondering how we were going to get players to be even competitive. and yeah, nice it's there? just fun. Yeah.
1: It's funny you said earlier that like you want to see players playing different positions. Well, Nelson was best on ground last week, had 24. But what he's doing, is hitting the scoreboard. I think he kicked 1-1 one, one last week, and then this week I think he kicked a couple goals maybe. I'd love to see him up forward, try him on the half forward. What we all know, he's got a bit of pace to him, and we all know he's got a bit of that mongrel in him, which you love to see in a footballer. So see if you can convert him to a half forward or a small crumbing forward up forward. And... Once he's in the side, too, you've got that option to make him a tagger. You know, I, I'd like to see that tried. He's kicking goals. He's hitting the scoreboard at Waffle. He's getting disposals in Waffle. So I'd love to see him get a chance in the forward half instead of the back half because that's the reason he's not playing. He's just so much, you know, we've got so many small, medium, small defenders down back. And I already said Wiverton because of his kicking. But I would love to see Brandon get a go in the guts. Like, I, I touched on a week if Redden saw in that bring him back through the waffle there's no reason to rush these players in back from injury because they're not going to be match fit and Shui's not there Yo's obviously not going to be 100% match fit Callie still won't be 100% match fit then you've got Redden 100% not match fit you can't carry all these players coming back from injuries and expect miracles so I'd love brandon to just be in the guts um, O'Neill's in the AFL now so he's obviously not playing waffle but there's no reason to have him in the forward line. Give him more time in the guts too, you know what I mean? Um, and they're the changes I'd like to see. I think those three, Nelson, Brander and Witherden from the Waffle to come in.
0: So who goes um, out then? Because we'll get onto that. We'll get onto that now. We'll get against Melbourne. So you've got Wiverton, Nelson and Brander coming in. Who goes out? Uh, Surely there's got to be more than three players that go well, out
1: this week. Well, very controversial. But you that footage of Yeo not running, and it's not his fault. way was very strong, and I agreed that he's not going to be at his best, and you've got him in the engine room. So although you see a good clearance from him, you're not going to see this two-way running, which is his strength. You don't have to see his defensive line. So I would say put him at the half-back line. Move him back. He's an All-Australian backman. Then I'll drop, say, a Rofen, which is harsh. People might not like that. No, I agree. He has a few brain fades every game. Drop yep. him back. Have Yo attacking from the defence, bring Wiven in from the defence. Oscar Allen obviously needs to – Oscar just – he's such a star. He's not right. And even if he isn't injured, which I, I do think it is injury, his numbers aren't great. He's kicked one goal in three weeks. no hasn't had double digits in yeah. disposals in the last month. He's got like five, six disposals. So, Oscar Allen needs a spell. And then I would say Reverend's unlucky give Riverton a couple uh, – sorry, Hutchings will probably go, uh, but he might have been some. But yeah. even Redden in the waffle. Give him some runs in the waffle because that's where I think we're falling down a lot. We've got these good midfielders and we want to bring them and play them all in, put them all in the centre to the winners' games. But you can they're not running defensively. They're not as fit and firing as they should be because of their injuries. Um, what a, so they're, about, they're the changes old, mate. What about you, Wayne?
2: Because I'm, I'm totally different. I've got a well, – I want to see what Wayne says. I, I, I said for, I said a long while ago we've got too many players coming back from injury and they're not playing them in waffle. And um, I even said on the page and everyone said, no, nope, you've got to bring your guns back in. But I think they needed at least two – I think Shuey needed at least two to three games. I think they, Kelly needed a game in there. Redden needed two games. But this week, I, like I had – I, I've got Oscar out. I'm, I don't think he's been the same since that concussion. To be honest, I think the concussion's might have knocked him around in yep. his shoulder. I didn't. I'd, but look, Vardy's playing well in the waffle. He's the leading rack player in the waffle at the moment, and I know he doesn't. Everyone doesn't rate him, but he's got good record against um, Gorn, you know, especially in the 2018 uh, final there. Um, I, I'd certainly bring Withers in. I, I for me, it would be Cole going out. wouldn't be Rotham. Rotham's still the top three marks in the competition. Yeah, he does a few brain fades, but so does it. who doesn't? At least he does play on a man. Um, I would certainly bring, I'd bring Nelson in, and for him, it would be O'Neill. I don't see Shuey coming back this week. I think they'll give him another week. And look, the only, and I would certainly bring Brander in. And the other one that's going to go out there is Hutching. So unless you want to throw a big gun out, and the only big gun I think you should maybe look at throwing out for me just to make way for someone, which is harsh, is Duggan. And I hope it's not him because I rate him very highly. But that's to get Brander. But if you want to get Brander in there, maybe Duggan's the one to go. Well... I'm different on again on all, all of his. I agree both reviews with, with Oscar. I think
0: he's injured. I think he's not getting to the contest enough. Um, he's probably getting more, um, what do you call it, attention from the backs because of his start of the year. I'd be, I'd be bringing Brander in for him, and I'd be going, Brander, show us what you get up forward because that's what he was drafted for. So I'd love to see him. That's where I'd put him. I, I, I don't think he's going to – because I don't really want to bring him in, but I think through necessity we have to this week. Because if Oscar goes out, I think you have to bring Barty in because they have Gorn and Jackson gone all day. So they're going to go to Ruckman. So let's go. Let's let's give them to Ruckman. Let's not give him any, you know, leg up with, you know, Gorn being so dominant. Um, I'd love to see Nelson in, and I'd love to see Nelson in the guts. That's where I want to see him because I know... He, he, he's a guy that takes he takes the game on and you just need that little bit of hunger and it might ignite other people. And I'd be dropping Cripps. Um, it's either Cripps or Langdon or Petrocelli because our small forwards aren't doing enough and you've got Winder. So give him a go. Get, you know, he, he'll come in, he'll provide some hunger. Um, our, our forwards over the last six weeks have not been running hard enough. That's the Tours and the Smalls, and I said it all year. In games where you need your s'mores to do something, it's very rarely been done, and it's been sporadic. Uh, Cripps done it once, uh, Petricelli's done it once or twice, Langdon's done it once or twice. But Langdon and Cripps in the same team to me are the same player. And straight away yeah. in leg speed, both of them aren't fast. And Langdon goes to the ground too much for me. Um, and if he plays, I'm going to oh, I'm going to make a a thing of it, how many times he falls on the ground going for a contest because I counted five last week and I think it was four the week before. And I don't try and do that, but it just it's something I notice all the time and it's just, are you wearing the wrong stops? I don't know, man. It's something that really annoys me. It frustrates me when players fall over going for the ball.
2: But quickly, I just want to talk about Malcolm Sorry, mate. Just a quick one. That's a habit, was it? hes I've said this from day one he's played. I'm very open about this. He, he goes to the ground and it's a habit because his first thing is when he goes to the ball and there's someone on him, he'll slide to the ball, if you notice that. He's gone on the ground. The defender stays on his feet and they work it out straight away. They get the ball and they're gone. So, so to me, it's a habit. And if he if he wants to continue with that habit, get rid of him. Put him back in the waffle and leave him there and tell him to learn the hard way. He's,
0: he's I'll give him one thing. Around goals, closer to goals, he's good. When he's further out, he gets lost. And I don't know if yeah, that's... I don't know
2: if that's the case.
0: Can't a kick over man. 40 so, metres. Um, but what I wanted to say about Melbourne, because everyone's been telling me how young Melbourne are, but, so I went and had a look at the age demographic. 17 to 19, they've got one more, two more players than us at 17 to 19. From 20 to 22, we've got five more than them. From 23 to 26, they've got six more than us. 27 to 29, they've got one more than us. And 30-plus, we've got two more than us. We've got two more than them. So we're not that much difference. We're, we're 24.68 for player average, and they're 24.36. So this thing where they say Eagles are too old, it's a pile of bullshit. No. They might, you know, maybe they look old. <laughs> I don't know. But I just, I just yeah. listened to a lot of podcasts this week, and I went, no, I'm going to go check that out. I don't think that's right. And I've validated
1: that it isn't Mm. i think the age thing well we touched on the 25 to 29 which is prime already we've got that good core group um it's only players like jk hearn you know shui obviously but shui hasn't been out there so we've got got, just got that core four or five players that really over 30 and they make us they that they're the ones that push our age bracket up if that makes sense
0: Yeah, look, yeah. As someone I just I've been listening to heaps of podcasts this week, and it just did my head in. I'm sitting there going, "We're not that old," Um, and it's a lot of Victorian critics are saying either too old or too slow, and I go, "Well, we're not." So when you break it down against teams that you're playing against, but um, look, we all all we want this week is an effort, and we've got to show up because if they don't. If we think this bad uh, week was bad on social media, with people calling for some of the f- things I've seen on social media, social media this week, I've just I shake my head I can't understand it. Um, a lot of people attacking Gaff so hasn't had a tackle all year. Well, he had 25, and he's the 12th most the ta- uh, 12th most tackles in in the team all year. So people need to before they make outlandish comments, do some research, guys, because. You know, if you're going to single out Gaff, find somebody who's going to do his role consistently like he does every week. Exactly. Um, um, you, you're not going to have a second coach who's got two years. He just signed a two-year extension. Uh, you can't do it. Clarko's um, getting paid out over two years. So Hawthorne are going to be 500000 short in their soft cap. So... Again, think before you say things. It's not going to happen. You might want to see it happening and, and, you know, but there's other ways of going around and change. And this week it's all about effort and the club is bigger than any player and the jumper is bigger than any player. So have time. I mean, have pride in your jumper. I've got. I've got a stat for you, Waza.
1: You ready for this one? Yeah, we got to, we're going to hurry up because we're going to run out of time before yeah. the records. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, so, out of every coach in VFL and AFL history to play a hundred games or more, or coach a yeah. hundred games or more, <clears throat> Simpson is ranked number eight for win loss. Yeah, and so in the entirety of football. So, yeah, the game plan might game plan might need to change, but obviously. Coaches like that aren't everywhere. You know what I mean. That's it. So, they don't grow on trees. Um, he's smart. He's smart enough to realise this hasn't worked this season. Let's yeah. rejig it for next. Yeah. I just thought that was an amazing stat. Ranked eighth in all-time VFL AFL history. So people overreact. They see a couple bad games and they just they want blood. The sharks smell blood in the water. Was a.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, let's hope we just turn it around and we've got a better effort. I've got a stat for you guys. I don't know if you read it on the run sheet. Since 1991, only three players have done the following, and now it's four because Bunga. Captain of Premiership team, been named All-Australian All Australian and played 300 AFL games. Sam Mitchell, Luke Hodge and Jared McBey. They the other three, and Bungers a four. So he's in a steam company. Let's hope they can... Actually win it for him this week and make amends. What do you reckon? So we'll do a winner in margin. I reckon the Eagles are going to win by about two goals. Call me crazy, but I think we're going to win. What do you want?
2: I, I, think, I think Melbourne will win by about six goals.
1: All right. And you, Dan? Mate, I don't even know how to tip this side anymore. At home, <laughs> I'll give it. Eagles by three goals, but who knows who's going to rock up, was it?
0: Yeah, I guess it's – yeah, that's it. That's a question, isn't it? Which Eagles team's going to rock up, the one that wants the ball or the one that just wants to go and take their money and uh, spend it wisely or whatever you want to do with your money that you're getting paid big bucks for. Um, All right, guys, hopefully next week we're in the studio again. Uh, Hopefully we're talking a bit better and more positive about the team. We love our team. We love the jumper, and that's all we're asking for the players to do. So join us on – Facebook, Instagram and um, Twitter and download any of the podcast shows from any of the podcast apps that are around like uh, Apple, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify and whatever. And I'll see you guys next week, eh? Yeah, we'll
1: do, we'll do. See you
2: then. Thanks, guys. we good. Cool. Go Eagles.